So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. People date vision, but you marry value. And I think when people are in a dating space, right, looking for that one, dating is simply collecting data. My wife always says dating is collecting data. So when you're dating and you're collecting data, people ask questions about the future, about vision. Do you see yourself and what you see and what you want and where are you going? And people can paint with broad strokes um, these beautiful pictures of vision that people become enamored with and attracted to. Welcome to Hardly Initiated, where real men talk real shit. Your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode with my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. Hey, they got to put the swimming trunks on, man. We about to go deep. Oh. <laughs> we about to go to the depth. That's what's about to happen. Yeah. Very oceanic episode popping off here because of the brother that we got here on the platform for you guys here today. I'm talking about a brother that has been in ministry for decades has been coaching couples, marriages, relationships Leaders. for decades, okay? An author, a speaker, and now he's here to speak to you guys here today. We got here Dr. Jamon Glenn. What up, guys? Welcome to Holly What's Initiated. Poppin'? What's up, everybody? Good man. to be with y'all. Man, Black we got man. a strong man on uh, in, the, in our presence right now, man. We appreciate that. We do, man. And, um, you know, I think the world just needs to be blessed with more strong men. So we're just extremely excited to have you on the platform. Appreciate it. Love what y'all doing, giving men a mic uh, and a voice to be able to communicate, articulate uh, thoughts. Because thoughts, you know, they don't die. That's a fact. Man, yeah. thoughts, that's the, that's the inception of everything. And they become things. And right that's now... Right. The things we seeing ain't quite right. Huh? <laughs> so that mean our thoughts ain't quite right. Huh? So right now, we about to spit some heavy thoughts right. today. And, um, you know, as someone who has been in ministry and has been mentoring, you know, our, you know, relationships and the actual marriages, the real people, I want to kind of jump straight into that, All you right. know, because I, I think, not even I think, I know that that's a big part that we're struggling. And although we've had so many conversations, we're going to have to keep having these conversations right. because we still have, we still not seeing the results and the solutions, mm -hmm. you know, in our society. So I want to start with that. Let's start with the tactical people on the ground that you see dealing with. What's some of the biggest problems right now that you see us struggling with right now as uh, married mm -hmm. People in marriage, what are we struggling with right now? Uh, I think mostly um, people are struggling struggling with the wrong ingredients when it comes to marriage, right? So people are not locked into the concept of marriage, like the idea, the original idea, where it came from, the perspective of that. Uh, you know, you get to create your life and create your world and create your marriage even. But that still has to have the foundational ingredients that comes to make up the proper relationship. 
So I think we got this amalgamation of ideas, this these brokenness, this um, perceptions and perspectives from your own experiences, as opposed to real insight, real understanding to what it means to be in a healthy relationship, to be in a healthy marriage. And so people are trying to be married, but they're using the wrong ingredients. You know, so I want to talk more about the ingredients because I think now it's very clear that it is a relate, just relationship wars. Right. Between men and women. Right. And there are a lot of content creators now getting extremely involved in this space. So you yeah. see a lot of counsel being thrown out. Yeah. So I want to ask uh, from somebody I'm quickly beginning to trust. <laughs> How, like, where do I find the best ingredients from or the right ingredients from? Right. Well, I think, number one, when it comes to relationships, marriage in particular is God's idea. Right. So God originated, created, instituted the first marriage or the first idea that, yo, it's not good for this man to be alone. I'm going to make him a help me so he can come together and they can accomplish and change the world, right, together. So I think that idea, those roles, that perspective comes from the book of Genesis in God's original thought, in my framework, right, in my belief system. And then I think beyond that, when you see somebody living those principles out, Marriage is, uh, is, is, is mentored all around you. You see healthy relationships, people putting in those ingredients. That's where it comes from. I think people are trying to formulate, institute, and create their own idea of God's original idea. And then you're getting what you get. So that's, that's what I want to know, too, because when you talk about God's original idea, yeah. I don't think a lot of people really even know what marriage is. <laughs> or where it came from. I think this is news to people. So, so let's, let, let's, let's go back to, to the right. origin. <laughs> Right, because I want to break down the like just some real f fundamental yeah. aspects of marriage right now. First yeah. of all, what is it? How do you define marriage? I mean, you know, in the in the original sense. So before we get into all of the other stuff that comes with it, right? Because people think it's about love, but love is love is a component of marriage, but love's not enough. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're supposed to love everybody. You shouldn't marry everybody. You're supposed to love your enemies. You shouldn't necessarily marry your enemies, right? This is about partnership. This is about a relationship. This is about equal in dominion, equal in authority. Some Both people coming to bring a level of weight and identity to who they are to a relationship that accomplishes something together that they could not accomplish on their own, right? So this is a man and a woman coming together not to just duplicate themselves, but to 10 time themselves, to pro procreate together, to create a nation, to create an economic system, a wealth system that generates beyond a particular generation, to build on a family foundation, to uh, create or live out their highest and their best self. So in the beginning, God creates man and woman, and he makes them equal in dominion, equal in authority. He says to them, the charge, be fruitful and multiply, subdue and have dominion. That's the mission of both man and woman. Then he says, you know what? This is so much, Adam, uh, in your makeup that I've given you to do. You got big ideas, lofty thoughts. You got you got dreams. You, got, so you can't do this by yourself. Let me bring you a capable companion, right? A comparable companion that can integrate and be 
uh, found in support of these ideas that in that same space, she herself doesn't lose her identity by coming to be a part of who you are. She actually finds strength in her identity by being a part of who you are. Mm. Why? Because she can see herself in you. She doesn't lose her identity because you're not trying to diminish her because you're insecure. You, you know who you are. You know what you need and you want her involved because you know that, yo, with her, you can do more than you can by yourself. That's the short version. See, that first of all, that ain't, first of all, that one, nothing short about that, but and that was heavy. <laughs> and let me tell you, that, that conceptually sounds so beautiful. That's that because people are not in love with the concept of marriage, the idea, the original idea of marriage. They want their own version of it. Well, and because I, I, the, the version that's publicized is this government created, you know, <laughs> agreement that don't matter what happened, you're going to lose in this arrangement. <laughs> From men, on the side of men? On the side of men. That's what's promoted to men. That's horrible. It is. It, and, 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 that's and not honestly, biblical. It's, it's it what we not... see. But think about what we see, though. Because, one, I don't think we see healthy marriages at home. Yeah. I don't even think I see healthy marriages on television anymore. No more. My wife and I talk about it all the time. Growing up, even if you weren't in a household, you still had two couple family units thriving. You had Cosby Show. You had Damon Wayans. You had you saw the Jeffersons. You had these dynamics that you can try to live up to. Right now, intentionally, media is perpetuating a broken relationship component. You either the man and the woman that's in love are not married. If they are in love, they're not married. So you don't see that model, that appetite, that hunger, that desire for that no longer exists. So if you don't see it in the house, you don't see it on the screen, you definitely don't hear it in music anymore. This music is not love music. It's not, I'll do anything for you or Hell you know, no. I want to be with you. This is about sex, right? This is about infatuation. This is about intensity, not intimacy. And so you don't see that model in the atmosphere. And it's, it's, it's very intentional that, that there's an agenda that does not want the procreation and the perpetuation of a marriage relationship. So, That's so, nation building. So where mm. do we find, so where do we find, so now, now you see yeah. why we got the wrong ingredients. Because everybody is putting the right. wrong ingredients into our mind, the wrong thoughts, the wrong concepts. Right. Trying to make cornbread with cake mix. <laughs> so what do we find? Where do we find the cornbread ingredients? Where do we go to find that? Uh, you start scripturally. The concept, the idea of marriage is in the scripture. It is found in the original thought or the original idea of the creator. It's God's idea. And when we live out that idea, we're living in God's idea. After that, you find it in people around you that you look. If you can't find it there, you find it in books. You find it in your library. You find it in the content that you consume. So, you know, input in, information in, and input out. You can't, I mean, if you're not putting it in, you can't get it out. People are trying to get out something out of their life that they haven't put into their, their, their mind or their heart. You can't live beyond your belief system. So if you don't believe it, you can't be it. If you can't see it, you definitely can't. Yo, listen, podcasting changed our life, and it can change yours, too. You don't have to have a bunch of money. You don't got to spend thousands of dollars in equipment or thousands of dollars on guests. All you need to do is have that burning desire, a strategy, and a game plan. And listen, that's what we're going to bring to you. This Sunday, we having a free workshop for any podcaster that wants to grow, monetize, and scale their platform. You need to make sure 
you're at our workshop. We put the link for you in the bio. So click it. Make sure you're there. It's at 8 p.m. We going in. See you on Sunday. Man, we gotta. I feel like every time he speak, we gotta let it breathe just for a second. <laughs> just now, for a second. I wanna, I wanna kind of challenge. I love a good challenge. Right okay, okay. <laughs> I love it because I believe that the brothers are are scared that even if they do have the concepts that the the right ingredients, a major ingredient that they can't necessarily control is the woman. Right. True. <laughs> it's all faith. It's all faith. But at everything that point. is. So, should, okay, because you said everything is, everything and I already is. get what you're going with that. He, he already attacking my argument before I even start. Go before on. I even start. Go on. Because I think we've all seen it. We've all been a part of it. Actually, before you shared too that even as a man of faith, a man of ministry, a man that has had the right ingredients, you even unfortunately had to experience the pain of divorce. Absolutely. And painful. The with a woman actually being the cause of the divorce. Absolutely. And I think that's what brothers are afraid of. Talk to the brothers that are afraid that even if they got the right ingredients, they're afraid of the woman having this control and this leverage in the world now that we have, how it's constructed of marriage. How should they respond to that fear? Leadership. I mean, everything is a risk. So you're going to just stay in the house, you know, not do nothing, not attempt anything, not try anything, you know, blame everybody. You're going to be the victim. Or you're going to take a chance. You're going to lead by example. You're going to put yourself out there. You're going to go for it. You're going to try something. You're going to attempt something. You're going to try to live the idea that's in your head, or you're just going to make up excuses of how many things are against you and why you can't be how you see yourself. You're going to just continue to perpetuate a narrative that wasn't created by you or your desires, or you're going to make an attempt to, to go against the grain if that's what it is to shift and shape something different out of your generations. I mean, anybody can make an excuse, but you're going to leave that woman and go to another woman and make it work. You're going to leave that situation and go to another situation and make it work. So it's just about if you want to make it work. I didn't give up on the idea of marriage because my marriage didn't work. I always say it's my greatest failure. It's my greatest failure and my probably one of my biggest disappointments. But failure is not final, right? Failure is not final. Failure is an opportunity to grow and to learn from a particular area or space and then move forward. So you can either make up excuses of why something didn't work last time that can't work the next time, or you can say, maybe it didn't work last time. Where can I learn from that? How can I grow from that? How can I mature from that? And how can I apply new information to this current situation? I think they're worried, though, about is it worth it, though? Like, like is actually... Is marriage and putting themselves out there for the risk. I think people are confused about the benefits of marriage now. I think men see it more as something that they are now putting on the line so, so much that they're giving up yeah. these that, freedoms and these and these privileges that man and should, losing more than they're actually gaining. So what does a man gain that from man, marriage while he should risk it? That man should not get married. If that man is in that space that feels like he's more at a loss or disadvantage by bringing a woman into his life and creating children with his name and building a legacy out, he should not get married. Mm. He should stay single. He should explore his singleness. He should live his life to the fullness of whatever his idea about himself is. He should not engage or involve a woman. He should not bring a woman into his Eden. He should not. Mm. He should okay, leave. well. He should leave her 
where she is and he should stay where he is. He should not get married. Now you I'm not forcing every man to get married. Neither do I think every man should be married. Mm. You know, it's not good that that man should be alone. There is a man that should be alone. <laughs> every man should not be alone, but there is a man that should be alone. And there is a man that should not be alone. Mm. And only you know if you that man or not. <laughs> Let me, oh, I, I, Go ahead. Because you mentioned singleness. And you said, hey, that man should probably embrace his singleness. Yeah. So, you know, Tyshawn and I are single, you know, young men. And uh, I'm not really sure we're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Depending on who you're asking. Okay. So I want to know from you. Yeah. What's the, like, what's... As single men, how what should we be doing? Like, what what is what should be happening right Great now? Great question. Increasing your value. Mm. Every decision that you make as a single person should increase your value. That's man or woman. Every choice and decision that you consciously make should be increasing your value in your investment in your own identity. Right? It, increasing the value. If you're going to give your name to somebody, make your name mean something. If you're going to give yourself to somebody, give them something. That's, if you're going to bring somebody into your world, build something uh, that's safe. Build a shelter, right? Increase your value. So as a single person, what people don't do in their singleness is they don't increase their value. Then by the time they realize they want to be in a relationship, they've diminished their value and created so many casualties that bringing somebody into their relationship is not beneficial. It's, it's detrimental. It's casualties. It's cost. It, 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 it has so many variants and so many uh, <laughs> liabilities that, yeah, you go, man, what is the point or the purpose, right? But if you, if you think about what can I do, how I have gone as far as I can go in this space, how I am, and now I want to bring somebody else into my life and together we can do more than we can apart, then as a single person, it's about identity. As a single person, it's about Understanding your purpose as a uh, as a single person, understanding the weight of your presence, developing your relationship with God. It's about understanding who God is, who God is in you, how he moves through you right before. I mean, there's a pattern uh, that God did before he brought Adam and Eve together. He did. He had work before woman. You know what I'm saying? He had a job. He had a place to live. He had, you know, he knew who he was. It was certain patterns and things that he spent, that God spent building him before he invited somebody into his life for partnership and companionship. You know what? I like that so much. I really dig that because when I think about the things that I'm doing now, a lot of those things, of those things I am doing. Right. So I would say I'm doing single pretty good. Right. But it took me a while to get to a lot of those different things. Yeah. And I had to bump my head along the way to find out, oh, I do need to implement this thing about identity. Yeah. Go go try to find pops. Right. Go try to find out where I'm from. Right. Right. I do need to implement these things when it comes to spirituality. Right. Try to see who I'm rolling with. I'm right. rolling with Islam. I'm rolling with the Christians. Right. You know, I need some kind of discipline and, you know, yeah. to, to practice. But it took me a minute. So I, I think that the way you broke it down, it allows somebody even at, like right now, wherever they at, to because if, if I would have started with that, somebody would have told me, look, 
are you single? These are the five most important <laughs> things you should do while you're single. Right. It wouldn't have took me so long to get around it. So where do you think men can go to? So if it's a man out there, you know, and that's not, that's unsure of himself. Yeah. Um, where do you think is a, a, the best place for that person to start, to start becoming better yeah. while being single? Well, that's a great question. I think manhood, I always say manhood is modeled, right? So, so if you can see, if you can mark the man, see the man that you model, that you admire, uh, or an element of his life. No man is perfect. We're all flawed, right? But an element of his life that you admire, right? Get around that. Get in that environment. See that up close and personal. Develop a relationship. Try to reach from it. Sometimes it's a mentor from up close. Sometimes it's a mentor from far distance. You can listen to their book. You can read their books. You can listen to their podcasts. You can expose yourself to who they are, right? So if you can see that, if you can, if you can see it and engage and put yourself in that environment, then you can you can ascribe to that kind of guy and want to become that manhood is model. If you can see them, you know, doing man stuff honorable, respectful, then you can learn how to move like that. And so there's a missing perspective that I always say in the world today, this uh, attack against manhood, this attack against men, fatherhood in the house, in the family, uh, what drugs did to, uh, to us in the 80s and the 90s, what prison system did to us, what slavery did to us all the way back, right? So it's causing people to have to try to grow up and figure it out. And I salute Every man that didn't have that model, that figured it out, that had to go find it, that had to reach deep down inside and discover like who he's supposed to be and how he's supposed to move. And uh, even with the mistakes and the bumps, I salute every king that 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 did that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a difficult thing to do. But I do also think that there is a culture and an environment where you can find what you're looking for and other men bring out the greatness in you. I mean, mm. Michael Jordan is great. You know, Kobe is great. LeBron is great. But their greatness didn't really evolve until they had the right coach that built the right team. Somebody else that could stand on the other side of you and see what's in you and demand that you live out of your higher self. Yeah. Mm. I think one thing you said in that pre-show chat that um, we, we, we got to let the people hear is how you discussed in detail what those wrong ingredients were. And um, you broke down the difference between the vision and the values. Yeah. And, and I don't even remember how you put it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need you to make sure you let, you let them hear what I heard because yeah. I, I think we need to go back over that because I, I want to hit I want to hit that I, I want to re rehit that one. Again. I think that I think that what people miss is uh, people date vision, but you marry values. And I think when people are in a dating space, right, looking for that one, dating is simply collecting data. My wife always says dating is collecting data. So when you're dating and you're collecting data, people ask questions about the future, about vision. Do you see yourself and what you see and what you want and where are you going? And people can paint with broad strokes um, these beautiful pictures of vision that people become enamored with and attracted to. 
But what they miss to ask in that collecting data phase is the value systems that support that vision because you're not going to go where your vision goes. You're going to go where your value goes. Your value is the structure, the infrastructure that holds up, sustains, or acquiesce or possesses the vision that you have. And so people don't lean into the value system because when you get married or when you get in the depth of a relationship, the deal breakers are the values, not the vision. Yeah, we want the house. Yeah, we want to move to this city. Yeah, we see ourselves traveling around the country. Yeah, we see ourselves owning our own business, making six figures, uh, climbing up the chart. That's vision. Mm -hmm. But do we have a work ethic? Do we see ourselves healthy? Do we eat right? Do we go to the gym, right? How do we manage our money? How do we manage our credit? Do we keep our word? Are we a person of our word? If we commit to something, are we easy to bag out of it when it get difficult? Do we have fight in us? Do we have grind in us? Do we have trust issues? Have we dealt with our trauma? Uh, do we have, tr do we understand our triggers? Can we communicate those triggers? So when we get in the middle of a relationship, you know, we know how to navigate through the time bombs and how not to take it out on our, on our spouse or our significant other, because we haven't resolved those issues or come to a deeper place of understanding. Value systems is the thing that people uh, that are sustainable in relationships. And when people are dating or attraction, even the man, he's visual. So his first attraction is to them hips, to them, mm. to them boobs. That's the you know what I'm saying? He he's just a bit. He's seeing, he's seeing, he's seeing lips, hips, and fingertips. He's seeing, uh, he's seeing butt. He's seeing how how she's shaped and all of that. And and the truth is that'll keep you excited in the bedroom, but her brain's gonna raise your children. You know what I'm That's saying? The, her mind is what's going to nurture your family or nurture your vision. Uh, ish, can you work with her? You know what I'm saying? Can you can you build something with her? Do she have a passion separate from yours? So when you live in your passion, she blowing you up while you in the studio or you work as a, what you doing? When are you coming home? Because she don't got nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like, it's like those become distractions. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't get into passion and purpose and value systems. You and fall in love with somebody who shared the same value as you. You just fell in love with somebody that had the same vision as you. And the frustration is going to come when the visions and the values don't coexist. So how do we know? Can we give people tactical things that they need to be doing to identify yeah. the values of someone? And yeah. also, I, kinda, I still want to know the difference between... Because I think people are a little confused about that. Because if you want to have a family and you, you know, want to stay and live at home while I work, that's like a similar vision. But is that also similar values? You know no. what I'm saying? Like we got, we, I, I need us to know the difference between the two. That's a great, that's a great. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, that can, like, what are you going to do while you at home? Why do you want to stay at home? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Why is that important to you? You know, what, what, what do you provide? by staying at home, if that's your vision. You see a traditional family right. structure, you see a non-traditional family structure. You wanna work, you wanna be at home. What does raising the children look like? Am I coming, are you at the crib and I'm coming home and still hungry? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you ain't, you don't know how to cook, we ain't got no food, you know, we, what you managing, what you doing, so I can pay attention to your life to see if what you say matches what you do. I can pay attention to your life. I can ask value questions to determine if it's what's your passions, what you care about, what matters to you. You know what I'm saying? What's your perception of this, that, and the other? How do you manage money? You know, what do you, what's your perception of time? 
time management. You know, how do you deal with time management? Uh, what are your disciplines? What, you know, what do you care about? What makes you angry? What are you concerned about? What problems do you want to solve? These get to beyond just paint pictures of building me a dream and a fancy fairy tale. I mean, I love what you see, but I really want to know what you do so I can know if what mm. you see is what we going to do or not. Mm. It's a great way to evaluate the congruence. That's data. That's yeah. dating. I don't want to go to no date on no movies. We're not talking. We're watching a movie for two and a half that, hours. Listen, I get out of the movie. I don't know anything more about you. That's, that's horrible. Bad, if you cannot I don't want to go to the club where the music loud. Huh? Huh? What you say? I didn't get to know you. We, You look good. I look good. I picked you up. We picked you up. We went in there. We was vibing, but I didn't get to know you. I need a coffee shop. I need lunch. I need breakfast. Mm. I need a non-engaged environment. Assemble. Take me to the park. Go for a walk. Let me hear your mind. What you thinking about? What you care about? What you talking about? I know you can dress up, but what's in your head? I know you look good on the outside, but what's in you? Acts, first of all, let's, let me just summarize some of this. It's stuff. When, it's when, listen, it's going to be some women that are not going to like that you said that. I ain't going to no park. Yeah. I ain't going for no walk. Don't take a, me to a nice restaurant. I think we underestimate that. I think she want to know that you want to know her. I think she, I think women I think you're going to be surprised that women have been bought and paid for stuff and while that woman might enjoy that there is a woman that says I could pay for my own stuff I want somebody that's curious about who I am not what I have mm. I want somebody that want to get to know me that's got questions about me not just what I have or what I could do or not just what I can do for them so I the right woman is going to The right gonna woman is going to be good with it. Because you're still going to take her to dinner, but you're going to know her when you go there. Right. You're still going to take her out, but you're not trying to take her out first before you get to know if you want to take her out. Facts. Like people spending money too fast. I ain't trying to spend money to impress you. I need to know if I want to impress you. Or not. You know what I'm saying? Who are you? You know what I'm saying? Right. Who are you? Who are you? Who I'm curious. At this point, it's just curiosity. And if you pushing for me to hurry up and spend bread and show off, then you're not really curious about who I am. You're just curious about what I have. Mm. You're going to be taken from me for the rest of my life. You ain't going to be trying to help me. One of my favorite parts, though, is like the value questions. Yeah. I, I love that. Because yeah. when you consider what happens on a date, a lot of us are just dating wrong. <laughs> a lot of us are just dating wrong. Because we're not asking value questions a lot of us are not even really asking vision questions. Nah. Because I think even vision questions can be relatively surface level. Yeah. You know, like, what do you want to do later on? Like, what, what job you do you want to work at? Life? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to do next? <laughs> like, those are still relatively very surface level questions. And unfortunately, I don't even know if we hit no asking the right vision questions. Mm. So when you think of value questions, the, the biggest thing I got from what you, the the premise or the core of what a value question is, it's like that why. Yeah. It's like that why behind things. It's behind what it's you do. It's not what do you want to do when you grow up. It's no. why do you want to do that. Exactly. It's not what kind of family structure do you want. Why do you want that kind of family structure? And what kind of family structure did you come out of? You know what I'm saying? Why is that important? Because I need to understand where you came from, what you came it's two We. This is about nation building. Mm. Who are you? It doesn't have to be perfect, but I need to understand it. I need to know if you reconciled it. I need to know what your perception of that is. 
if you came out of a broken family structure, do you have do you have um, resolve? Do you have do, how you made peace with that? Do you have a relationship with your father or you don't? If you don't, are you good with that? Or are you still mad about it? Before I get too far, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you mad about it, why you mad about it? What about it hurt you? What disappointed you? How is it? It's not a deal breaker. I just need to understand it because if I'm about to engraft you in my life, if the two of us about to become one, we're about to make a nation and a generation. Your experiences are going are gonna to shape our relationship. Your experiences are going to shape our children, what we do, what we can do. And I need to understand, I want to explore that in advance before we fall, before we fall in love. No, before we choose to be in love. Because falling in love is shallow. Mm. Love ain't about falling, it's about choosing. Mm. I choose to love you. I choose to love you every day. I choose to love you when I'm mad. I choose to love you. I make a decision. Love is a decision. Love I, is a I want to hear that, though. What's the difference between falling in love and choosing to be in love? If you fall in, you can fall out. Falling in love could be emotional. Falling in love could be vision-driven. Falling in love could be uh, not grounded, not, not founded in anything. It could just, oh, it's just I got these goosebumps. And the goosebumps is feel good, and the butterflies is good. All that is great. But there's going to be a day where you're going to have to decide to love the person you love not just because you feel like loving them. Mm. Love is a choice. It's a decision. Love, love, loves. Love is what love does. So love is a decision. If you fall in love, you can fall out. Damn. So now <laughs> I'm just like, so I'm getting hung up on this stuff because I'm like, man, this is this therapy right here. This is good. Let me ask you this. Well, hold on. Hold on. I want Because I want to know, I want to talk to the women. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I'm curious. Should we been talking ladies? to the women? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe a little bit of both. Because, you know, it's, it's plenty of women out there that, you know, they just not trusting of male leadership. Right. You know, but they seem to still want this very traditional man. Yeah. So, you know, when women come to you and they're expressing issues with being able to maintain and even find a relationship, what are some of the things that, you, that you're telling them? Uh, I think that women do want a man that can lead and 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 men want a woman that can help right i just think that she doesn't want to lose to to be led she doesn't want to be diminished to be led she doesn't want to have to lose herself in order to be led she don't want to be doing all the work to be secure and get her stuff and then get with a man that doesn't that's not her catalyst but her ceiling she doesn't want that guy that becomes a ceiling to her, to who she is, but that can become a catalyst to who she is. She wants to be led. She just doesn't want to lose herself in being led. My wife said to me, uh, we were early on in our relationship before we got married. I was, um, she was over my shoulder while I was on my computer and she saw how previously before her I had goals and dreams and ambitions and things that were written out. And she said she leaned over my shoulder and was reading through my goals. She said she knew I was a man she could submit to because she saw herself in my goals. And so, so submitting to me would not cause her to lose her identity. It would actually empower her and help her gain and find strength in who she says she wanted to be because who she saw 
me as wanting to be was some of the things she saw herself as wanting to be. So, but how yeah. many men are like that? Because I'm just thinking about the average man. And, you know, I'm thinking about the average man. I'm thinking about he's not really writing down goals, right? The average man is not keeping up with goals. That man should be alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're saying very few men should be getting married. I should not. I am not. I'm saying if you ask your average circle what their ambitions, their goals, their dreams are, they may not have written them down, but they know what they are. Nobody just have told them the importance of articulating it, of putting it out there, of going for it. Nobody have told them the importance of building a framework. But if you ask your average relationship, the guys, they know what they want. The guy that don't know what he want or don't know who he is and don't know what he's doing, he should not embrace, he should not invite anybody into his life until he understands that. He should not give anyone his last name. Mm. He should not. Because that child, that woman is going to be looking at him saying, who am I? What, are you, what should I be doing? And if you haven't answered that for yourself, you can't help somebody else discover that. See, that's my concern. My concern is the... Because I, I, I do kind of understand where the women are coming from sometimes when they're like, hey, they want to date a certain type of man. But just from some of my experience with people, it does seem that women are seem not not my not my friends, not the people I'm around. Right. But just people I was around. Yeah. Seemed like some of the women just wanted a lot more than the man just generally wanted in his life. Uh well, but I think because she's a helper. A woman can't help but help. Mm. So because she's a helper. She can see things about you that you might second guess about yourself because she's a nurturer. So she her, it's in her nature to nurture. She can't help but help. She can. I mean, man, she can see you in a way you can. That's why so many women go all in for guys that ain't going all in for them. You know what I'm saying? Because they have this superpower. They can come into a man's life and help him be better and more than what he what he could see for himself, you know, and that's not necessarily wrong, but if she ends up carrying that for the weight of the relationship, she's not built to carry him. She's not built to carry his identity. She's built to birth out his dreams. She's built to nurture, to embrace and, and support uh, his idea of himself, but she's not built to, 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 to carry him. And so she can help him see what he can't see and help him do what he can't do by himself, you know. But a woman is a multiplier. Whatever you give her, she's going to multiply it. Whatever you give her, she's going to multiply it. The so bad and the good. Whatever you give her, she's going to multiply it. So you mad what she's multiplying, but you got to ask what you're giving. So do you think in general, if they were just men were just working harder and smarter to become better men, we would it would probably be a lot less women in general making statements like, I don't need a man. Yes. Well, and put and if men were probably uh more vulnerable could be more trusting to be more vulnerable. What does right? that mean? Because you know, men are afraid to be vulnerable. They're afraid to need you. That's a fact. Yeah. They need we need them. But we're afraid to say I need you because that shows weakness. I want you to see me as a man, not as a boy. I want you to be my woman, not my mother. But if I'm vulnerable and I share with you in a moment of weakness, will you use my weakness against me as a strength? You so know? let me ask you about that because we had a conversation. I think we're about to talk about with, with, with our good friend. And I was and I couldn't articulate it very well because I don't got one, a wife. But he was like, yo, it's literally, he was like, I, he made the statement, 
I, I, is no way that this woman that I'm dating actually has a, it, how do you explain it? He, he was basically saying that tech. He would no no he basically no no okay. no okay I don't because I want to say my buddy's name yeah yeah of course but he was basically saying that with or without his woman he's gonna get to where he needs to get right and that this woman he he couldn't see no value in or damn it basically he could he couldn't cool. justify like the value of having a wife like he's like I, I can have her or I don't have her I'm still gonna be straight and I was trying to explain I'm like well. Don't oh, you think you could be better if you had a wife that did this or did that? And he was just like, man, look, if I want to be this type of person, I'm going to get it without, with or without her. Yeah. And so he just didn't see really the value in having a wife. He should not have a wife. Okay. So what is the value? Like what, like what, wherever a man is now, how can a wife help him get, multiply to get further? That's basically what I'm asking. Oh man, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the caliber of wife. Okay. You know, it's not every woman. Every woman's not a wife. Because I was about to, first of all, I was about to say that too. Because yeah. just like how some of these men are broken, so some of these women they they not mo- they dividers. Yeah. They not multiplies. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So, yeah. okay. Every every okay. every just because you're a woman don't mean you're a wife. Every woman is not a wife. You could be a wife, but every woman's not a wife. So he he's been dating women that he don't see value in adding to who he is. There is a woman. Oh, I there get is it. a woman that's it. a wife that can help you. That'll that'll help you help you make your money, help you raise your children, help you build a legacy. She can do something while you, while you doing something, she can do something. And if you ain't never had that. You, you ain't never you had that, you don't know. see that. Yeah. But the woman, my wife is at home right now doing something that I can't do right now. I'm doing something here representing us while she there doing something representing us. She's in another space. I'm there with her. She here with me. I'm with her. She with me. We together wherever we go. And there's things that's being done together that we can't do alone. It doesn't have anything to do with me being who I say or I see I'm going to be. It has something to do with my legacy. It has something to do with building a nation and building a family, my economic system, my emotional support, my mental well-being. My, but that vulnerability, come, that's, a, that, that's a man that's, that's been taken advantage of. That's a man that doesn't have trust. That's a man that hasn't been introduced to a woman that can help. Mm. So we're gonna clip this part and we're gonna send that right to his ass. <laughs> yeah. Make sure yeah. that he sees this here. And actually, in that same, within that same weekend, we had these two conversations. I'm gonna introduce another conversation. Okay, good, we had. good, good. Because we had another brother. And by the way, the good news is that brother's not married yet. Yeah, he's not. He's just been with this. This matter of fact, he been with this long ass relationship where he ain't married. Or that's probably why he ain't married. But his attitude is, I could do it or do it out. It's all. So but, why is he in it? That's a waste of time. And, but no, and, and, we, and we were challenging that. But let me, let me tell you about this next brother. There is some benefit. Before you go to the next guy, what is the benefit of him being in that relationship if he sees no benefit? Well, here's what That's he a said. great point. Here's I didn't think said. about that. He said he's built this, I don't know, seven, eight-year tenure with this young lady, and he doesn't want to start over getting to know somebody, getting to know their parents, getting to know their, who they are. So he felt like he's, he knows who this person is. So he's settling. That is exactly what it sounds like. And he's settling why? Because he, he literally said he just doesn't want probably just for lack of lack of thought and reflection. Mm. That's it. Probably he just probably just literally Because he's just like you when he was going all in, like when you talk about going all in, yeah. this man is going all in in business. Yeah. 
So thought in other areas of life, not very abundant. Yeah. So you'll carry some weight in some other areas that we're just not kind of completely ignoring it because you focus on what you focus on. Yeah. That's fine. And that's what you want right now. So go after what you want. Then now, you're gonna look up. And somebody gonna be mm, unhappy. Right? You're gonna want something else. Yeah. Now broken relationship number two. <laughs> and I, and I, and all I in the that, same week I say okay. that with a grain of salt Because I don't want to call it a broken relationship I actually want your perspective on this Okay I had We have a brother Who's married Been married for years And what he stated was um, It was kind of eerie But probably some like If it's truth to it This is like that underground man talk truth right here Because what he stated Was that you, It's not safe to be in love with your wife or too deeply in love with her where it clouds, the emotion clouds your decision-making. Agree. He says you almost got to be one foot in and one foot out. At first. Mm. Well, he says you got to be one foot in and one foot out so you can still be a thinker and keep that level of logic and not necessarily be as emotional as she is because, again, that vulnerability... Because that she's going to start running you yes, at that point. Yes, it becomes you. a weakness. I want to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> Listen to your own thoughts. What did you just say? What is he? He's afraid. That, that language is fear-based. Hurt. Yeah, soberly in love in the beginning so you can make good decisions, Yes. After she been with you through a death and a loss and had your baby and you lost your job and you got a new house and you moved to a city and she took a chance on you. And she a rider? You got one foot in and one foot out for what? Because mm. you scared. Be all in. My life is built around. I'm integrated. We a puzzle. You rip her apart from me, you rip me apart from her, you're going to tear a piece of me away. Life is integrated. I like that. Mm. Purpose is interdependent. It's not independent. It's interdependent. You mm. can be you by somebody else being themselves. Purpose is only expressed through interdependence. So, yeah, protect yourself. Go ahead. But you won't get, you won't, you won't want that reciprocated. I never heard anybody give that perspective with the purposes interdependent. Usually you out here, you know, some men say that the wife's purpose must fit within the, the, the man's purpose or, you know, I just, you just hear a bunch of crazy stuff. I just never heard that it can, it's just kind of together like that. Look between your legs. Who's legs? Look between your legs, look between her legs. It's interdependent. Oh. That is a puzzle. Damn. <laughs> right. Perfectly fits. Right. Perfect, <laughs> perfectly fits. <laughs> That's where it belongs. Damn. That's when y'all won. Now, he, he, he like now. He's like, he like, he's 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 that smashes the independent, like, the, the, the independent whole campaign in itself because our bodies are not even independent. No. They're complete. They're designed for someone else. And we else. both, and when, we, when we're afraid, we both try to find supplements. Mm. 
They do, and we do. We try to find supplements for that vulnerability, supplements for that interdependence, supplements for that connection. We try to self-soothe mm. through pornography, through toys, through your hand, through whatever it is. And it only take you so far. And then you start pleasuring yourself and that self-pleasure try to tell you that you don't need somebody else, but you still want it. Mm. You still crave it. It only goes so far. Because your genitals tell you. Speaking of genitals, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you, monogamy, because we've talked about monogamy on the show a few times, and I'm just curious, like, where, so where did monogamy come from? Uh, is, that, is that a part of Christianity at all, or? I wouldn't say totally it's a part of Christianity, because there's a part in the Old Testament where people had a couple situations, okay, you know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, okay. Uh, I think over time, it probably came from what you could afford. You know, emotionally, intellectually, you know, if you loving if you loving a woman in the right way that you can, you don't really have time or energy or strength for multiples. You know what I'm saying? If you really build in some people, some men do. Some men say they do. Some men say they can manage multiple relationships. I've never been. I can't speak to that because I've never been that guy. I've okay. Never been a multiple relationship guy in my single life. I'm not cheated in a relationship. I'm not cheated on my wife because uh, I, I don't have capacity to manage multiple expectations and roles and giving you and you and where was you and answering to this person and all those questions. I don't, it's exhausting. It's enough to just try to uh, make sure that I'm, I'm measuring up and meeting the expectations of the one that I'm with. So... Got you, but so it's not like a mandate by anything that you should. I think everybody. I think biblically, yeah, God gives Adam to Eve and Eve to Adam. Okay. But everybody don't believe that way, so they don't behave that way. So yeah. I don't have time to argue with people whose belief system is not based in, in the same place my belief system is, because mm -hmm. it's going to vary. So I'm just going to say, as for me and what I believe, I have capacity for one. I could see why. Men want multiple things from multiple people, but I think if you're in a healthy community, you get that without it being sexual. Your mother give you something, your sisters give you something, your cousin give you something, the people you work with, your daughter, your your son, your you know community puts you in a space where you can be able to pull from different things that you need as an individual without it turning or needing to be sexual. Some gotcha. men say they want multiple wives and sexuality. I don't have time to argue. If you can manage that, you can afford that, and that's what you believe is going to get you to what you need, do you. But me personally, no, and I don't encourage it. Mm. Mm. Wow. Man, he dropping some heat on this. It's man. exhausting. What? What? What's exhausting? Managing oh, multiple yeah. relationships. Yeah, right about that. <laughs> I can I can see it that. is. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting on your finances. It's exhausting on your your feelings. It's exhausting on your mental space. It's exhausting. I mean, even I think right now, I've achieved being probably busier than I've ever been in my life um, today. And even in my singleness, yeah, where I, I don't I'm not even really obligated to invest in anyone, right? 
I can't imagine dating where I, and I've I've had phases of my life where I've had I had a nice little rotation. Yeah. And I can't imagine when you started doing life at a high level to keep on doing that. That's mm. kind of yeah. You did you can manage that cuz you was bored. That's a good point. Cuz you wasn't on purpose. Yeah, cuz you wasn't better to do. You ain't had nothing That's else. That's a fact. When you start living on the level that you living on and and living your ideals, you just like, nah. Got time for That's that. just too much time on your hands. Wasting life force. If you ain't absolutely filthy, wealthy, and building things to make the world a better place and you got four, five of them you spending time with, you exhausted. And you, wasting time. You have no time to build or create anything else because you're giving it all. You ain't writing, you ain't thinking, you ain't making, you ain't creating, you ain't traveling. Speaking of, matter of fact, can, I, can you pass me one of those? I want to give me that toxic relations book. That's the one. No, that's the one they need to see. Y'all, y'all, might need this one right here because a lot of y'all, based on what I see online, y'all experiencing this here. And the reason you was putting me on game before the show, you was telling me that the book is an analogy between Samson and Delilah. That's right, Delilah. 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 She must have been really putting it on him because. Must've. This brother was really in like a place of delusion. Yeah. And you walked us, you gave us a roadmap in here. He was hurt. So 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 give me the premise of the relationship and what made it and what made it toxic. What made this relationship toxic? I think in the book I high level talk about the thing that everybody knows about Samson and Delilah without the backdrop and the foredrop is that she asked him a question. He told her, Where does your strength lie? Where does your strength lie? He she's curious, where does your strength lie? He tells her she tries to do it. He was lying to her at first. He didn't trust her. So he tries to do it. So she she starts off there. Where does your strength lie? Where does your strength lie? She lies. He lies. She uses it. Wakes up the next day. Same thing. Where's your strength lie? He lies. She uses it. You would think that if I tell you something and you try to use it against me, then I'm not going to keep on telling you. Mm. But the third time she asked him, he told her the truth because she kept pressing, even though the two previous times he tried to use it against him. And then finally, when he told her the truth, she literally used it against him. And the whole time she was paid to be there. Mm. So what was it that was so blinding that he couldn't see that she was trying to use his truth against her? Anytime somebody tries to use your truth against you, that's a toxic relationship. Mm. And that's how I know she was thick. That makes sense. And, and when look at you, right back to visual. I mean, for he him like to, to be that, that dumb, times, she had to be that fine. She I mean, had to. But how fine is she, though? How fine is she? Why are we so right. shallow that we looking at her like that? She was paid to be there. She never had his best interest. He never, she never asked questions about she was she was trying to get to know. What made him strong, not who made him strong. She was trying to get to, she was trying to use his strength as a weakness. Mm. We so blinded by the booty yeah. that we don't get into the brains. BBD told you. So never so, trust a big butt in a smile. Hmm. Wait, who's that? Who told me that? BBD. Who the hell's that? BBD? BBD. Come on. Wow. Big BBD? Bell Bib DeVoe? Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Sorry. I know, but I just don't know that. I don't know that. Yeah, it's <laughs> So, So give my people now, my people in a, in a relationship right now, that it, that's just an unhealthy relationship. 
can you give us a roadmap to what to do to get on the path of health mm. at this point? I don't know. Every relationship is different. I think you have to start with truth, right? So what is truth? What is true about where we are, about what we want, about where we've been? Can we just, can we be naked and not ashamed? Can we, can we get in, can we come back? I'm going back to the garden. Can we come back to the garden of Eden and can we just be vulnerable, transparent, Let's, can we be true? Can I trust you with my truth? Can I tell you my truth? Can I understand you, right? Because the goal is to get an understanding. So if I can understand you, then I can, I can move from that space. I can navigate through that. So I think, I think every relationship is different, but if people can just get to the truth, if they can just start as a foundation of what is true about us, what do we need, what do we want, what do we desire? What are we afraid of? Where are we going? What mistakes have we made? Um, do we want this? Do we still believe in us? Do we believe we can, we're better together than we are apart? We can find that common ground. That's what you build on. So I think people are too busy pointing at uh, their own expectations or their own disappointments than to come together to think about how can we understand each other and how can we find truth? So every relationship is different, but I think that's where it starts. If, if we had a breach of trust, if there's been infidelity, can we come back to a place of truth, of solace? If there have been financial improprieties or disappointments, can we come back? Can we find some common ground? Where's the violation? Where's the hurt? Where's the pain? What's the truth about that? And then can we, do we desire to be healed? Uh, the human spirit is resourceful, is resilient, right? If you desire healing, if you desire, you know, to make it, to do it, you can start to eliminate what's negative and what doesn't work. And you can start adding what does work foundationally and you can rebuild. Mm. Do you want to give me, do you want to meet and exceed my expectations? Do you want to really know what I need from you? And if I share with you what I need from you, can you work towards meeting that expectation? And do you have patience to allow me to evolve into that space? And do you want to put the work in at all? Do well, you? that sounds like somebody who is operating very intentionally. So, you know, I ask people just sometimes, I just want to, you know, be curious, ask people questions. So... I'll ask them, you know, do they want to get married? Or, you know, do they, or I ask, I ask women all the time, like, you want a husband? You know, you want to have kids kind of deal? And I ask some of my buddies. And a lot of times I get, like, this answer of, like, you know, if it happens, it happens kind of deal. Yeah. I'm just very curious. What should be your mindset when it comes to initiating a serious relationship or even having a kid? Should it be I'm open to it or should it, or should it be I'm looking for a husband or I'm looking for a wife? Uh. I believe biblically that a wife, a husband should look for a wife, okay. not a wife look for a husband. Gotcha. I believe that a wife should be found, uh, presented. She's the prize. He's the prize, but she's the prize. So I think with intentionality, he's looking for, searching out a companion, a partner to be involved in, 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 in invited into his life. And she 
has the power or the choice to accept or to say yes or to agree with that or to want that as well is not subservient in a sense that she has no say so. It's just that that hunt, that pursuit should come, in my opinion, from the man. He should pursue her. Honestly, that's got to be some of the best advice I've, I've heard because if, when I think about that, if a dude is intentional about pursuit, then he's not going to even really have girlfriends. No. Because he's, he knows what he, he's looking for. He's looking for something, right? He's looking. And if a woman is focused on being found, she's going to present herself in a certain way. Exactly. He's only going to find her because she already looks like what he's looking for. Wow. we it, Man, there's some crazy stuff going on in the world right now because... I think most people are not even thinking, men are not thinking very intentionally about going to find a wife when they're ready. Right. And women are not thinking about really being a wife, really. So if you're not thinking about it, then you don't even know what you're looking for. Makes sense. So you don't even know what questions to ask or what what you're, if you don't know what you're trying to build, you don't know how how to find somebody that's helping you try to build something because you don't know what you're building. If you don't know what you want, what you desire, you don't know how to sift through all of the Choices, but you now know, I understand why marriages, many of them, don't work. Yeah. Because who the hell is going into their relationship with that kind of intention? Who is doing that? That's the only reason to go into it. People don't. But the but thing is, it's like you know these same universal principles apply to everything in life. So right. people going to their job, not you know, really with intention. Right. Right. So they're not definitely not even getting married with no intention. You so know? what do y'all find people? Why are people together? Formality. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like I think people just naturally want companionship, so not to be alone, not exactly. to be alone. They don't. They want. They want somebody there, right? They do want to have kids. Like they have a a desire to want to have a family and they want to have someone. But I don't know if they want to, or they really understand what it means to have a true healthy marriage with longevity and to build with that person. And I honestly, even when I even think back before that. Even we step in prior to being in marriage. See, men, we aspire to have jobs, to have money, to have businesses because we see what we're getting out of that. We see the fruits. We understand the fruits of what that will bring us. And it motivates us to create and go through all this shit to have that. I don't think we as motivated with marriage. I don't think we really understand the fruits of what marriage will bring us. Or what it takes. Because if we did, we wouldn't be... I mean, the reason I know people think like that is because I've been in relationships with women and did not think with that level of intentionality. Wow. So the fact that I could even get myself in a relationship with multiple women, we've all been in relationships with multiple women and have not been thinking with that level of intentionality, but women are still girlfriends, right? It just shows that, like, neither party. It's not. It's not a party... That's, you know, the men putting the effort and then it's not the woman that's like, yo, this is probably not something I should be doing. Because girlfriend literally means I'm Bullshit. having sex with you <laughs> exclusively with no intention. That's exactly what that means. That's literally what, that's what it means. That's what girlfriend is. Right. So you can't want to be a wife if you're acting like a girlfriend. And if he treating you like a girlfriend, then he's definitely not wifing you. That's a fact. So you know already. So why are you still doing it? I think that I don't think I knew. Now I know. Yeah. Not necessarily just from this conversation, but I know just from speaking to married men. Understood. Of understanding. So, so why did they get married? Just for because somebody said they should? No, not the no, I'm just saying people in the more so not people in unhappy marriages, yeah, but more yeah, so yeah. people in these girlfriend, boyfriend situationships. Yeah. You know, I mean how many people you know literally been girlfriend, boyfriend for 
two years, four years, and it's over. Ten yeah. years. Ten years, and it's over. Yeah, I was, I was, I was with my wife five months before we got married. Mm. Now I understand how that can happen. Yeah. Because you, one, you decided you wanted to look for it, and two, she presented herself in a way that, like, yo, I've been waiting. You know if it fit or not. Exactly. It still's faith. It's still going to require faith. You don't know how it's going to turn out, but so does everything. But you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I need. This is who you are. This is what you do. This is what you need. Hmm. This is what we love. This is what we care about. This is what we enjoy. Hmm. We get together. We can do that together instead of alone. And you know what? You I believe if you, if you really have made your mind up that this is what you want, you asking all the best questions. <laughs> yep, yep. All of your dates. You got you on the best dates. You being introduced to the right people. So you getting the knowledge that somebody would have got non-intentionally in five to seven years in five to seven months. Yep. Easy. Because you're not, you feeling it. You're like, oh man. You know, then you meet her parents, then you meet her friends. Then you then go you, do something. Then you bring them. Yeah. Then you bring them to your people. Then you like, ah, oh, this this working. You and and almost people self sabotage. They're like, when is this not gonna work? That's a fact. When is this this too good to be true? I think like that too. Why? Why is it too good to be true? I'd be like, she gonna she gonna do this after after she get that ring. She might. She gonna keep up with this. And shit. You might too. Mm. Cause it's all faith. We don't know. But I can tell by watching your values. Mm. I can tell. We need a list of those. We need a list of the value questions for the brothers. Right. We need a list. We, I, I need them written down. I, I want to see those. I got on my website 10 questions you should ask when dating. It's we on, got it. It's on my YouTube. All right, fellas, y'all got it. This, if you're teaching this type of content, then we, we better be able to go to Chicago and find some wives in the congregation. <laughs> <laughs> like, where they at? Where they at? Matter where fact, they at? Hey, matter of fact, that's what it is. We got a matchmaker right here. I ain't worried, <laughs> we ain't worried about none. It's not about finding wives. It's about if, if men are looking for wives. Right. There's right. plenty of wives. And if they're becoming husbands There's as well. plenty of wives. There's not plenty of men that are becoming husbands, being a husband, and there are not plenty of men that are looking for a wife because they don't see the value in it. Mm -hmm. Drop and, that, but look. And that's, that's how, that's how we go on that bar there. Uh -huh. We're going to turn the fire hydrant off. Uh -huh. We're going to turn the fire hydrant off because the fire hydrant has been blazing in the people's face. And guess what? It's not even over because you got some more value for the people. You sitting next to a whole bunch of books right there that they need to read. Our whole culture needs to read. Yeah. Probably need to be in, in schools and textbooks. Well, I mean, thanks for the, the moment. Guys, this was so refreshing. Real talk. To chat it up with you all, to hear your perspective, to be um, asked my perspective and my thoughts and my opinions and where they were shaped from. I appreciate it. The difference between where you are now and where you're going to be is who you know and what you know. So it's been a pleasure to meet you. Um, I dump a lot of these ideas into books. I got the 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 not to have a, a, a toxic relationship relationship pack, right? They need that. Right. Mm. So this Dude, is I need that. this is about right here. <laughs> this is about toxic relationships. It's a quick read. It's based on Samson and Delilah. It has a detox in it. It is it's all kind of lessons like toxic relationships begin where the last one ended. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people don't get them say space and time between the last disappointment. So they go from one disappointment to the next disappointment and all that perpetuates into the next relationship. So they self-sabotage the relationship. You got to give yourself a time to heal. 
That's why I wrote Soul Session. Soul Session takes yourself on the therapy, the couch. This is about whatever happens to your soul happens to you. Your soul is where you make your decisions, your will, your emotions are in your souls. And a lot of people uh, haven't had a soul detox or soul cleanse, and they got a lot of soul ties based on who you slept with and who you've been with, and you bring that to the next relationship, keep waiting and hoping that you get a better relationship. But you're not going to get a better relationship if you didn't detox from the bad relationship. This one is called G-Rated Sex, um, because most of the things we learned about sex, we didn't learn from the originator of sex, which is God. We Mm. didn't learn from scripture. We learned from our homies. We learned from school. We learned from trying it out, right? (laughs) So all of our history of sex has been built on the uh, beyond the person who created it or, you know, God created sex. It's beautiful. It's fire in the fireplace. Fire in the fireplace is warm and cozy. It's beautiful. Fire in your kitchen and your living room is tearing your house down. And so sex is that. It's not wrong. It's not right. It's where you do it at that makes it whatever it is. Mm. So this is God's perspective on sex. So if you heal this place, you will get out of toxic relationships. Maybe that ain't where somebody at. So I did a development pack, right? So the development pack is you can't live beyond your thoughts. So 21 days train your brain. You can't live beyond your thought life. One thought a day will change you. Meditate, think, clear your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is your development pack. Uh, Then you need to be mentored, right? Because mentorship, this is my latest book, Mentorship, is about whatever you need to know is wrapped inside of a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been mentored by over 120 years of professionals that I poured into me. So when you're talking to me, you're not talking to just me, you're talking to my teachers. Mm -hmm. And so I honor my teachers when I come into a room and I have a conversation. I honor my teachers by sharing what they told me, right? And everybody is a product of somebody that poured into them. So you can't say you don't know, just find somebody who know and then get it from their life. Once you do that and you think yourself clear, now you can create everything because everything that God created after man was created by a man. So the world you want, the money you want, the business you want, all that is inside your head. You have the power to create everything. One of the ways you create everything is with your words because your words become your world. There's a lot of people that self-sabotaging their vision with a verbal assault of what they're saying with their language, right? So you discipline your language, you discipline your life. This is your development pack. So I made two packs special for your people out here, three books for $40. You can grab it. It's a sale. It's a discount. It'll be on my website, and uh, I appreciate the How support. How can they uh, find you on social? My name, Jermone Glenn, not Jerome. Jermone, J-E-R-M-O-N-E-G-L-E-N-N. They probably going to put it up or tag me. Jermone Glenn is the same on YouTube on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, everywhere. All right? Go to my website, chop it up. It's been a pleasure spending time with your audience. And For sure. Meeting you guys have been a joy. I hope y'all have me back. I hope yeah. I said something that added value to your vision. Uh, y'all are incredible uh, brothers. Keep on building. Keep on pushing. And uh, when y'all get ready to find a wife, let me know. Okay, we received that. I'll make sure you have the value questions. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna just sit it down and I'm gonna let you ask the question. I mean, hey, hey, interview this one. Right, right. This is my HR department over here. And for y'all who don't know, it's Doctor Jamone Glenn. For y'all that just watched it, but thank you so much, brother, for coming up here. Much to the platform. Certainly. Much love. Learned so much. I'm sure you guys did as well. And thank you guys for tuning into another episode of Hardly Initiated. We are out.